And people sometimes ask me how I got into psych. Uh, I'd like to say, well, it's kind of found me. I always was interested in geriatrics, and I was、uh, a nursing home administrator for years. That's what I had my bachelor's in health service administration. So when I think back now, I tell people geriatrics is under the umbrella of psychiatry, and most facilities、uh, have a geri psych unit specifically、uh, for geriatric patients. So that's kind of how I、uh, got into psych, and I worked at the VA. In the West Palm Beach for over 25 and a half years,、uh, working with veterans and、uh, serving them. I really didn't have any previous、um, experience working with veterans.、Uh, my father was a veteran. My husband's a veteran.、Um, but other than that, but my father always wanted me to work at the VA because of the benefits. He said, <laughs> and they were just opening a new facility here、uh, when I、uh, was hired. And just over the、uh, years, it's just how I say an honor and privilege、uh, to have worked at the VA. They're always cutting edge、uh, research and innovation. At the time, this was back in '95. We were like the only hospital in Palm Beach County where I lived that had electronic record. And the VA in general, nationwide, is always a leading factor in、uh, healthcare. Welcome to a nurse first. This is Linda Cassell telling her own a nurse first story. One of my favorite、uh, sayings at the VA: "It takes the strength and courage of a veteran to ask for help." I just unfortunately think the military perspective is, you know, just suck it up and move on and don't express your feelings, and so it's really difficult、uh, for a, a lot of them、uh, to express themselves. Uh, and we used to have、uh, a large percentage, unfortunately, substance abuse. That is just one mechanism. I always say it's a obvious physical presentation of something underlying. Usually, it could be、uh, depression. A lot of times,、uh, just transitioning from military life to civilian life. They were used to a schedule and you know telling where to go, what to do, and this and that. They just don't feel like they belong. Or they maybe have a flashback, nightmares, psychiatric mental health wounds are usually the non-visible ones, and those can take the longest、uh, to heal. So someone, you know, having PTSD that you know can't sleep at night, and a lot of times、uh, won't leave the house because they don't trust、uh, being out. We have a lot of depression, feeling isolated and just not belonging um, to um, anything or、uh, not. Uh, having a job or being productive、uh, has a lot to do with it.、Uh, a lot of guilt that maybe they came back and maybe you know, the rest of their troop didn't, something like that. The VA, like I don't know, three or four years ago now, stopped all benzos and narcotics. Research has demonstrated opioids and benzos are not,、uh, especially opioids, are only for acute situations. Doesn't、uh, serve any benefit or、uh, whatever having long-term use of opioids and benzoids, which we all know they're addictive. And what does that mean? So you get you on it for a year or whatever, and it's not working. And so I say, yeah, they come back and say, you know, it's not working, doc. Can you increase my dosage? Because otherwise, I can't go to work and feed my kids and pay the rent. I mean, it's just a, a domino type effect. One of the reasons. That I got interested in medical cannabis. I just remember I had a patient. You know, they were up on the sixth floor, which is the medical unit. 
and they got transferred down to 3C, and that's the inpatient psychiatry, and he asked me something for pain, and I looked, he didn't have anything, so I called the medical doctor on call. She said, look, that patient was on whatever he was on, Percocet or something, up on medicine, and it's an active order. Why wasn't it, you know, carried over and whatever? I was like, well, I don't know. I said, well, can you give me a one time to get us through the night at least <laughs> because this guy's in pain? And so she did. Well, come to find out when I hung up, the clerk informed me that if a patient is transferred to psychiatry, uh, that all their benzos and narcs are discontinued automatically. And I'm like, they can't do that. That's discrimination and inhumane, if nothing else. But it was cold turkey. They come downstairs, all they have ordered is Motrin. Um, so that's uh, why really part of the reason I wanted to get uh, find out about this medical cannabis because they had offered them nothing else. They had nothing else in their toolbox. So after I graduated uh, with my master's, I decided I was going to look into this medical cannabis and find out how and why it really worked. I retired from the VA uh, in 2020, and since then I've been um, uh, looking at different areas uh, for my, uh, entrepreneurially. First, I was interested in doing a um, medical cannabis educational program for nurses, but there were several out there already, so I decided my demographic I wanted uh, to focus on was veterans because they kept telling me how great it was and it was helping them with their PTSD and sleep and anxiety. And in the last year, I've been working on creating an integrative holistic healing program for veterans. And in that program, it's integrative and nursing as a generality is holistic. Uh, but this focuses on, and I wanted something that was incorporated, medical cannabis, so it has 10 different modules and 10 different um, videos to go along with it that go over all different areas of holistic uh, care, religious, spirituality, relationships, health, nutrition. I have a, a module on a CBD guide to give a little um, overview of how medical cannabis works. Our mantra is that, you know, it's an integrative holistic program to assist veterans transitioning to a whole health program to improve their overall quality of life, you know, using holistic interventions. Fully understanding the mental and physical pain veterans face from her time with the VA, Linda officially founded Integrative Holistic Healing for Veterans in July 2022 to focus on whole person health and honor the patients she served in her nursing career. I almost feel like obligated uh, to uh, present this uh, program to veterans and uh, offer them some type of uh, alternative. It's one component in it all. There's no magic pill. We all know, for unfortunately, for any disease process and just like medications, Medical cannabis needs to be considered a medication with its risk and benefits, uh, but certainly the risks are less than any type of opioid or benzo, and the benefits certainly outweigh any type of uh, risk uh, to improve their quality of life. And I've seen it for years. I wanted to call it an integrative holistic healing because I'll tell you, most nurses that are cannabis nurses, 
they just emphasize, you know, medical cannabis as their coaching. But I wanted one to make a program different than all the other things that was out there, but also improve the results of what uh, use the use of medical cannabis uh, with all these integrative other type uh, interventions that have better outcomes. Conversely, most holistic programs don't include a CBD or come out and say they do anyway. Uh, <laughs> part of uh, the program is a CBD guide. I found a company that I feel like their products are high quality and effective. Uh, so they get high quality products to make the highest quality results. Uh, you need to have high quality products. That's why we have the weekly uh webinars also or groups uh, to discuss how they're coming along, if they're having any side effects or problems with where they are in the program or with the cannabis uh, that they're using. And just uh, the camaraderie and um, of just talking uh, with each other, like I said, that therapeutic milieu of just being together and talking. The first veteran I treated with medical cannabis was an 84-year-old white male. I think he had been using it, the oil previously, and then he stopped it for about a month. And then last January, he woke up one morning, he said, and he couldn't put weight on his left leg at all. He just had to use a walker and whatever. He was been using a cane. Um, so I started him on um, the CBD tincture, a thousand milligrams. And ordered him the um, recommended the topical also. I'm a firm believer in any type of acute situation. You need to do inside outside, meaning taking something internally plus topically uh, if you can. I think May or June, uh, he was able uh, just to use the cane again. So um, that was just uh, a real miracle for me uh, to see such a transition because so to be physically limited, limited um, and what he could do and be in so much uh, discomfort uh, was really uh, impairing his quality of life. He doesn't really take any other anything for pain. He has better days, you know, some days better than other, but at least he's able to, um, to ambulate and get around with his cane again. Seeing this work firsthand must give you a lot of optimism for the future of medical cannabis. What do you hope that looks like? Unfortunately, there's just still a, a, a sick stigma associated with medical cannabis. And uh, I used to tell uh, students that it's going to revolutionize healthcare three or four years ago. And now I'm at the point it is uh, changing and revolutionizing uh, healthcare uh, in many different ways. And it's just really exciting uh, to be part of it. And Hopefully when it gets legalized and out of Schedule 1, there'll be more uh, grants available to do more research. There's been a lot, but, you know, it hasn't been as controlled or as widespread. It's a slow process, but I'm praying maybe this year uh, I just get irritated uh, and upset that it's just had such a uh, negative connotation for so many years. I think we're all just missing out on the health benefits that can um, it provides just as a natural source plant. 
tell people my ultimate dream would be for a veteran to go to his primary care and maybe a nurse practitioner of integrative medicine or something that uh, could make uh, do evaluation and um, make recommendations for medical cannabis and order that in the computer upstairs in primary care and then have uh, be able for the patient to go downstairs at the pharmacy at the VA and pick up their medical cannabis um, from the VA because like I said it can get very expensive to buy it uh, online or at the dispensary you know assurance doesn't cover it and you know that's a major um, issue too to be considered uh, I have faith in the VA that eventually we'll get it out of schedule one and uh, be legal uh, for the VA to integrate that they do have a holistic program already that they offer veterans, which is, uh, you know, excellent. But of course, they can include uh, the med, uh, CBD or medical cannabis as part of that. And that's one of the, the differences that, like I said, I can offer veterans. So that's just another um, opportunity for veterans to get a holistic, uh, integrative approach that includes the medical cannabis, which is different, unique from uh, any others that I'm aware of. Thank you for listening to A Nurse First from Sigma. If you loved this episode, do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. For more information about A Nurse First and Sigma, visit sigmanursing.org. Until next time.